Girl bosses, we are back for another amazing show to discuss Netflix's Girl Bosses by Mrs. Sophia Amoruso. So today we've got some pretty phenomenal things to talk about. Let's get to it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I love it, the lip syncing. The lip syncing begins. Oh my gosh. This girl is on fire. Yes, totally. And this. episode six, I have to say, not just Sofia Amoroso, but the writer, Kay Cannon, and Britt Robertson just nails it. Fire. Fire. Yes, That is fire. the best way to discuss today's uh, show, These Girls Are On Fire. Now, ladies... Before we get into that, we have to let them know who we are. As you know, I'm the host of the Girl Boss panel. I am Miss Candy Marie, and you can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Candora TV. Hey, I'm Mina Wahab. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. Hey, everybody, great to be back. You can find me, Elizabeth Alfano, on Instagram and Twitter at Dinner Party CHGO. And you can fa- find all my celebrity interviews on the Dinner Party. TV forward slash podcast. Yes. And Mrs. Dominique, unfortunately, she will not be here today, but she will be back next week, and you will never see her not sitting up here with us again, but she is definitely here in spirit. So, uh, let's send lots of love to her. But before, you know, we talk about the show, we have this very, very special thing that we do here on our Girl B- Boss After Buzz show, which is our Girl Boss Mantra, lady. So... Uh, Miss Mina, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, definitely. So my mantra from for this week is inspired by J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. And she says, you might never fail on the scale I did, but some failure in life is inevitable. It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. And I honestly relate to this on so many levels just because this was definitely one of my weaknesses back in the day and one of the jobs I used to have because I was so worried about having everything be perfect that instead of taking risks and doing things that were a little bit bold and out of my comfort zone I would just play it safe Mm. and you definitely miss out on opportunities when you're walking on eggshells so a lot of the times I know even when it comes to applying for a job you might think oh am I really qualified for this It's so competitive. There's no way I'm going to get a job at Google or Microsoft or wherever you want to work that's cutthroat. Mm -hmm. But if you have that attitude, you're never going to get it because you fail by default by not even applying, by not even putting yourself out there. Say that again. Yes. No, seriously, (laughs) though, you really do fail by default when you don't put in the effort. So if if you don't even try, how can you how can you even have the chance to see it through? So I think that for me, that's definitely a lesson I've been learning when it comes to hosting is even though, you know, I'm just starting out right now, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get everything. But having the attitude that something is so out of reach or is impossible is going to make it 100 percent guaranteed that I don't get that. So if I try, 
I can possibly still get it. Yeah, and so much of life is that negative voice, and we all have to keep that in check. So you're almost talking yourself out of all your own God-given talents, and Mm -hmm. you, of course, are filled with talent, just like you and just like everybody else who is watching us. Everybody has this basket of talents, and then we slowly kind of moonwalk our way out of our talents Mm -hmm. and, like, go back to this corner of fear. I'll just, um, because I love lots of quotes, I'll, I'll play off of what you were saying about how you wait to maybe have every answer or have everything lined up in life perfectly, which of course never happens. Uh, Mm -hmm. So opportunities can pass you by. There's this wonderful quote by Colin Powell who says, you know, somewhere you have to make a decision between 40 and 70%. If you make a decision before you have 70, 40% of the information, okay, you're jumping the gun. But if you wait until you have 100% of the information, you're way too late. By yeah. then, the, the situation's <laughs> just come and gone, right. and you've missed the whole thing. So um, I love that quote. But, but I'll hop on and say, and sort of tag-teaming with certainly the theme of what we've got going with Girl Boss today, and riffing off of what you said. So my uh, mantra today is from Eunice Shriver. I'll say Eunice Shriver Kennedy. Uh, She is the sister of John F. Kennedy, and she's the mother of Maria Shriver. And many people don't know her. My very, very favorite quote ever, well-behaved women don't change the world. Eunice Shriver is known for starting... Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. So she's the one who brought that to life and believed in giving everyone a chance, people with mental disabilities, uh, giving them the opportunity and the joy to compete. And I loved that phrase, well-behaved women don't change the world. And of course, we see that in Sophia. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. That yeah. relates so much to our show. Like, I love this girl boss mantra because it's so powerful and it allows us to reveal, you know, about ourselves and it allows us to connect other girl bosses around the yes. world and, there and have make been it many. relatable. Absolutely. There are so many people to celebrate. Um, today, I want to highlight a woman um, that many people may know as I believe she's known as one of the queens of soul, <gasps> Mrs. Mary J. Blige. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I just love her. I love her story. I love everything that she represents. Uh, she just dropped an, al- an album on April the 28th uh, titled Strength of a Woman. And for me, I needed to hear this album. Uh, just some of the, the titles of some of the songs, Love Yourself, Set Me Free, It's Me, Thank You, Indestructible, Find the Love, Smile, Survivor, mm-hmm. Hello Father, Glow Up. And um, I'm going to reveal just a little bit about myself. Uh, I know you were just talking about, Elizabeth was just talking about uh, mental disabilities. Uh, Some mental disabilities that I think we need to shine more light on is depression. And a lot of people don't know this about me, but I have been dealing with depression. And this is so very new for me to even to say this uh, for some time now. And um, it's so real. And I would hear so many people talk about it. And I would think, how does one become depressed? Well, uh, I found myself becoming one of those people. Even this morning, you know, I just had a an, an episode where I just woke up and I was just feeling like worthless. I was feeling like I just wasn't accomplished and I was feeling like a failure. And, you know, uh, I know in the past I've talked about my business and, you know, in the past we've also as a whole have talked about what it was like to move to L.A. and to take that leap of faith to follow your dreams. And sometimes it's it's like you compare your life to so many other people's and you go through your highs and your lows and your ups and your downs, but it is so real. And sometimes it's the people that you least expect that are dealing with it and I'm pretty sure so many people are going to look at this and they're going to say, Candace, I would have never thought. 
Well, sometimes you have to really listen to people when they call for help. Sometimes you have to really pay attention. Um, something I posted on my Instagram today was, uh, you know, look beyond the surface. You know, you see all these beautiful pictures that are posted every single day of Instagram of people happy, but sometimes you have to look at the caption. What does the caption say? Forget the picture. What about the caption? So I just want to thank uh, Mary J. Blige for creating this album because even though she created an album that says Strength of a Woman, um, if you listen to the songs, it's talking about her divorce. She's going through a really, really messy divorce right now. And she could have easily, you know, created an album that talked about empowering women. But no, she wanted to talk about her truth and she wanted to speak her truth. And I'm going to read something that she uh, she just did an interview uh, that's posted on Billboard right now. And she says, uh, we just don't give up when we're in the thick of it. I'm going to say that again. We just don't give up we're in the, when we're in the thick of it. And then when all this is happening, it was hard to go back to the studio and to do it. But I had to do it in the order. And I had to say what I had to say because I had to free myself. And for me, the music and freeing myself was therapeutic. So I want to tell you, Mary J. Blige, thank you for creating this album. Thank you, uh, I'm a spiritual person guide, for... Um, putting it on my heart to listen to it because I needed to hear that this morning. And I'm going to get through this depression stage in my life. And I declare that I'm going to be happier and I'm going to be a better person. Uh, and it's going to happen very soon. So yes, because we love you. I'm sorry, guys. I know that was long, but we love that's you. my girl boss. We love mantra. you. And first of all, Mary J. Blige is so gosh darn girl boss. And she says exactly what you were saying here. It ties in so well to episode six. Never give up. Never, never ever, give up. Ever give and up. that's on a job. That's on yourself. That's on your education. That's what you can accomplish. And also I'll say, and I don't want to make this into a soundbite because obviously this is a very large discussion and mm -hmm. we do love our host. We love our host <laughs> because our host is talented and beautiful and you can all see that because it's true. And I true. love you guys too. <laughs> uh, so... I also think, again, and I don't want to oversimplify this, but mm -hmm. um, we have practices in life that help us and practices in life that hurt us. Mm -hmm. And again, you see this in episode six in Girl Boss. She has this wretched, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but, no, and I know fine. we'll come back to it, but she has mm -hmm. this wretched inside voice, and we all have it, we know we do, that drowns her and defeats her. And she right. stares in the mirror and she says, I hate you, you suck, you have no creativity, you're never going to amount to Listen. anything. And of course, this is not true. We see Sophia has creativity left and right. It's coming out and right. since she was a little girl with a kite. So we can tell ourselves these negative stories or we can tell ourselves these positive stories. Again, I don't want to say that one right. can combat depression by training their mind to say positive things. I don't think it's that simple. But it's it but starts somewhere. And I and I somewhere. and I agree with yes. you. Like one of the things that I will say is that uh like you've said, there is this negative self talk mm -hmm. that gets in your head. And if you would allow it to stay there, like we have to we have to remember that we have so much power within ourselves. And we have to take that power back. Right. And I and one that. of the things that I am doing to Try take to my power again. back. We have to take, we have that to take power our back. power back. I love that. You know, and I told myself, you know, I'm going to start listening to positive music. Everything that I put into myself is going to be positive. Whether it's getting up every day, reading my Bible, or reading some, some positive self-help books. Or maybe it's making sure that the people around you are positive. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so important because in episode five, ah, top yes. eight. Yeah. It's about friendship, and it's about the friendship that Sophia started with Annie. And they take us on the ride and the journey of that. And one of the first things 
that they talk talk about is your top eight on MySpace. Yes, I remember that definitely. <laughs> Way top to bring eight. it back around, yes. host. Top eight on MySpace was such a big deal back in the day. Like anytime you would get in a fight with your friends, people would be so petty in high school. They would like move the order of like <laughs> girl who's your best friend who's your second best friend i've been petty in the past like this was high school oh, you were one of those people over 10 years ago yeah i'm obviously not okay. like that anymore so, but top eight was a huge deal back in the day oh it was a big deal i have to out myself so some tech things just like come and go and i miss them because i'm just i'm not that techie myspace came and went i never got on i never got on once you know what i just never got if, on if i have to be honest between you and me, I never had a MySpace account either. And the reason the being was account? because I was like, you know what? Facebook is enough distraction. Oh my gosh. Like, I can't deal with multiple things. But I will say that MySpace was huge for everybody. And I really, really like the smart approach that Sophia took and mm-hmm. yes. saying, you know what? I'm going to use this platform to market and promote Nasty Gal. And that's what she did. And Annie didn't necessarily understand that. But I love how they showed us. You know, their friendship and, mm-hmm. and what Annie's uh, friendship means to her. Because if you think about it, it showed us where that fashion sense came from. So mm-hmm. back in 2001, we, we start to see it there with the bell bottoms yes. that Annie is wearing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even with the hair. Oh, and Annie's so cute. She's so, oh, she's cute, so cute. But she has such a major influence on Sophia right. being the girl boss that she is today. I'm not sure Sophia recognizes that. I don't know what you think. But I, I mean, throughout episode five, I was thinking like, Annie, why are you still here? This woman is isn't that that nice to you? Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but you, we all need those friends that are hard asses, you yeah, know, that are, like, yes. challenging us. And I feel like Annie definitely challenges Sophia mm-hmm. in a different way, in a different way. And I, I think she accepts that she's just, like, a brat sometimes. Right. She's kind yeah. of moody. She gets in, and she accepts yes. her for who she is. I don't think that, yes. you know, she's blatantly disrespectful. I think she's just one of those people who get in moods, and Annie's the type of person who's very understanding of that. Right. Yeah. Yes, and I think Andy, Annie has a kindred spirit because Annie also marches to her own tune. So I think she recognizes that, you know, I've got somebody who is working out of the box here, and that's just like me. And that feels great, of right. course. Right, and nobody is going to judge you. Right, That's right. a free spirit yes. that's down for whatever. Yes, and in the end, who does love her back? They have this wonderful exchange at the end, and now we know I love you until unless we die. So right. we know where that comes from. But also we see that Sophia did give her the ball. The baseball, the Barry Bonds she baseball. Did. So, you know, she could, and Sophia was already about, you know, hawking things on the internet for $2,000 because she thought she was going to hawk that baseball for $2,000 on the internet. And in the end, she gives it to Annie. So, yeah, yeah. So that, that shows what Annie means to her, too. Yes. As representation of, you know what, this is a very special ball and it's going to a very special person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, right. speaking of very special people and very special things, um, we have fun facts and contests. Woohoo. So last week we talked about a contest and yes. we're just going to keep that contest going for another week. Okay. Yes. How does that sound? Okay. Because we really, really want all of our viewers to get involved with it so Mina I'll let you take it away yes we're actually going to plug it again and make sure to hashtag on Instagram specifically ABTV girl boss do it the reason it's ABTV is that's after buzz girl boss so just remember that hashtag and we need you to post a picture of yourself in your favorite outfit whatever that may be and tell us why it's your favorite outfit. So this is more about how the outfit makes you feel as opposed to just wearing whatever you think is cute and flirty. So whatever that outfit is, post it on Instagram, write a little caption and hashtag ABTV Girl Boss. Yes, and what is it that they get if they 
decide to participate. That's going to be a surprise. Oh, yeah. so we've got tons of surprises. Now, one thing, ladies, that we did not do is we do have our wine, like Woo-hoo. always, and that's one thing that you can expect. Cheers. So mm-hmm. let's cheers to an amazing start of our show. Yes. Uh, to amazing girl bosses all yes. over the world. Girl bosses everywhere. And girl bosses as in you. Girl bosses as in you. All right, and this is to Dominique. Mm-hmm. Oh, and to I Dominique, miss you girl. Oh, you got to come back. <laughs> Your presence is missed. Now, five percent. Oh, I love episode this episode six. I love this episode. I love this episode. I love this episode. I love it. First of all, hats off to Kay Cannon for addressing a very difficult subject in what maybe like twenty-two minutes of that arc of. I'm on a high. I believe in myself. I so totally suck. I don't believe in myself. I'm on a high. I believe in myself. And everybody goes through that roller coaster. Definitely. And Kay brings us through that really flawlessly, I think. Oh, my gosh. She did such a great job. And and like I said, today, today was just all about, for me, just seeing that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Even oh, yes. watching this episode, I'm not alone. Like, right. I love that emotional roller coaster that Kay so vividly took us through like you have your highs she was on this high when she sold that that dress to lady shopper 89 Mm -hmm. you know and she was on that high when she sold that jacket and she's selling all these things and she's thinking oh my god my business is going well but it is an emotional roller coaster Mm -hmm. uh one thing another thing that i'm gonna reveal to you guys uh, i've already told you about being a, a a business owner and um it's been one of the hardest journeys of my life. It's so tricky. I recently uh, had to take a step back from my team, and I just wanted to see, like, will anybody else step up? You know, like, it was just so much. Mm-hmm. And anybody out there, one thing I will say is please just don't give up. Sometimes you have to take a step back so you can reevaluate to see if you need to commit to better business practices. Yes. And that was something that we were also able to see and episode six as well. Well, and part of a good business practice is to listen to what other people have to say. Sometimes other people do have experience mm-hmm. and they have expertise. And so Dax, our lovely bartender, uh, he's giving all these business statistics of, you know, 95% of businesses fail and only 5% succeed. And, you know, what are you going to do if this is only your passion? What about all the business things? And as Sophia just doesn't want to hear it, of course. She's no, just, she no, no, no. She's just, will have nothing to do with that. She doesn't want to hear it. But it does kind of sink in. And, you know, I love there's so, so many great quotes in this episode. In the beginning, when she's about to quit her job at the art school, she says, I don't have a job. I have something much better. I have a passion. Yes. And I love that she feels like every second she is not at Nasty Gal is or every second she's at that art studio is a second that she's not at Nasty Gal. And so she just wants every ounce of her life. She even puts her boyfriend back on the bus, you know, the end of the bus. Oh, my at gosh. The end. Like, she's too busy to get busy. So... She really has her priorities, but uh, she also has a major fall. Yes, so. she does. And that major fall uh, was the hernia exploding. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So painful. That was so painful. So but painful. the great thing about her hernia exploding is that she finally got insurance. And we've been waiting and waiting for her to get insurance. And she finally has it. So, I mean, if you think about it, I, I, this is kind of bad to say, but the timing was kind of perfect. Yeah, no, she got lucky. For it to explode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She got lucky for sure. Uh, but what I liked about that episode was seeing more of the background with her father. So, mm-hmm. obviously, she she really craves that daddy-little-girl yeah. exchange. But 
every time she looks at him, she just sees sadness in her eyes, which I guess she reads as disappointment. Yeah. And in the end, he even says, well, maybe I've given up on you too. Maybe you gave up on yourself, which I don't think she did. Right. Uh, but he sees it that way. And then he says, well, maybe I gave up on you too. So there's that beautiful story that he tells about when you were a little girl, you were so creative. And I knew that my Sophia was going to do something wonderful because she was playing with a red string and she saw it as a kite with right. rainbows. And she could make anybody believe in this imaginary kite with rainbows. And he looks around her apartment and just sees disaster. And I know how hard that is because actually she's creating rainbows right now. She's creating, right. I, I mean, then in episode six, she's creating mm -hmm. rainbows. So, mm -hmm. but he can't see it exactly at that point. And you point, know what? So. That's the thing. Sometimes you have this dream that nobody can see can but see. you. Which is why you, you can, can never give up. Oh my gosh. And you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe. And for as much as Sophia can be a B-I-T-C-H and up through <laughs> like episode five, I've been like, this is a little bit tiresome how like oh my mean gosh, she is to right. everybody. She's mean to everybody. But I'm starting to understand her more and more, though. But I love her in episode right. six. And I come back and I just say, good for you. Good for you. Because the only way you pull yourself out of the doldrums is you have to do it. Never stop. Like, mm -hmm. a body in motion stays in motion. Again, one of my favorite quotes from mm -hmm. physics, basically. A body in motion stays in motion. And even when it's hard, you have to get up and continue every little step. Sometimes you'll make big strides, and sometimes it's just little steps. And she does that. She pulls herself up. And the way she pulls herself up isn't thinking about her boyfriend or isn't thinking about the art school. It's about taking care of business with herself. And I love her for that. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Because, as Eunice Shriver says, well-behaved <laughs> women don't change the world oh my gosh so. right 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 you know what i will say this um i love i love the moment with her father i love yeah. us seeing him reveal yeah you know I, I it showed us that she's always been different right mm -hmm. she's always been different you know that for me that seeing that string you know, that red string, when he saw that and it reminded him of that moment and he took us there, I could almost see it. I the could way too. that he was describing yeah. me, describing it, I saw Sophia as a little girl yes. carrying that string around. And it took me, it took me back to a place like when we were that age, we were so fearless. Mm -hmm. You couldn't tell us anything. I remember when I was like about seven years old, I thought I was like the Yellow Ranger. And I was so committed to being the best and baddest Yellow Ranger on the face of the planet. My imagination was so big. And there wasn't anybody that wasn't going to tell me that I wasn't the best Yellow Ranger on the face of this planet. And it's like somewhere along the lines, we start to lose that fearlessness. We start to grow up. But why is it that we have to lose it? Why can't we maintain that momentum throughout our lives? Where does it go? So there's a great movie by Elaine Manson and her daughter Virginia Manson, and mm -hmm. it calls I know, it's called I Know a Woman Like That. And they talk about this how girls they're they've got all these creative ideas and they're raising their hand in class and they're living out of the box and they're being their 100 percent full selves. Mm -hmm. And then they get into adolescence and puberty and they stop raising their hand in class and they start thinking about, well, what will the boys say? Or will the teacher say? Or society tells me I shouldn't speak up. Society tells me that I shouldn't be funny. Society tells me that I should live between the lines. Again, Eunice Shriver, well-behaved women don't uh, change the world. Mm -hmm. And starting at adolescence, you, you soak in all the things that society tells you you shouldn't do. Well... I don't need to say F that, do I? Because F that. Obviously <laughs> F that. And also, some of it is really cultural, too. Absolutely like, I grew right. up in a way where, you know, I, I joke around a lot. Since I was a kid, I was very mischievous, right? There's yeah. certain things that guys can do 
that girls can't do, even if it's the same exact thing. Right. And it's because, you know, your parents will tell you, oh, you should be ashamed of yourself if you do that. There's a certain, like, culture right. with it, yes. too. Because what I grew up, about? I'm, I'm Arab, so a lot of the things, it's like, oh, you shouldn't do this, like, don't be too loud, uh, you yeah. know, be polite. With everything, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's almost like you don't speak up if something's wrong, right. almost, because you have to be so accommodating to yeah. everybody else. guests, and yeah. you can't argue with someone. And for me, I feel like I'm someone who's very opinionated, mm-hmm. and being opinionated is seen as a bad thing. It's like, oh, you're argumentative, you're not polite. Right. At least if you're going to make a point, be a little more quiet about it and delicate. I don't have to be like that. I don't have to... Uh, say it say again. It. I don't have to, like, say how I feel in a way that's more palatable to you. For just everybody you else. take it. Yes. So, for me, it's definitely something I feel like I've struggled with culturally, you know, and it's definitely shaped mm-hmm. who I am to a certain extent, and it's important to break free from that so as important. you grow up and realize you can be your authentic self. You don't have to have cultural norms or societal standards dictate who you are. And that's why I love this episode, because Sophia fights for herself. Because you actually mm-hmm. do have to fight against society sometimes. Yes, cultural norms and just bad days. And life is tricky. Let's face it, it's tricky. We know this. And she never gives up on herself, and she fights for herself. And I now am going to forgive her for every B-I-T-C-H-Y thing she did. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Speaking yeah. of societal norms, one of those societal norms is that we have to stay in this job because it's comfortable. And right. you know what? Like, if if you don't, then data, what, whatever. Whatever is going to happen. It's and out there. Mm-hmm. what I really appreciate it, and, and, but this, there's two sides to this thing because while it is important to start a business and to be able to be committed to it, it's also important that you're able to support your livelihood. So, I know that Sophia quits her job at the end of episode six, and I and I love that she got her fire back and she figured it out because we did see her on this emotional roller coaster and her hernia exploded and, you know, things were going great and now they're going bad. But, ladies, do you think that it was a great decision for her to quit her job now that she still has no money, and that her Mm -hmm. business is not necessarily going well, do you think that this was the appropriate time for her to do that? Well, she must have some money because she's having sex on money. So there must be some money somewhere. But if you look closely, those were dollar bills. (laughs) Those were dollar bills, all right. (laughs) Now, if they were $100 bills, like, go girl, get your freak on, get your freak on. (laughs) But they were not. All right. So, I, I mean, I love it. She has another great quote when she says, I can't stay here and let my soul die. Mm -hmm. And it's your voice and you have to listen to your voice. And only you can make the decision for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. If I were in that decision, it might not be the right decision for me. Everyone has to find that balance between feeding your passion and buying groceries, you know. And and you Mm -hmm. have to, you know, live with the equation that you build for yourself. And so for her, i got to say it's the right call. And the good news, I mean, for her, it's not like she has a family to support. It's not like she has a kid. You know, it's just her. And if anything, there's so many people who don't have the safety net she does. She can go back and live with her dad. You know, she's not going to be homeless on the street. There are so many people who move out to L.A. They have nothing else. They leave everything behind. Or they immigrate to the United States for a better life. They don't have a safety net. I mean, this isn't a situation that's so dire where if she goes broke or all else fails, she's not going to be homeless on the streets. She has a dad. She has friends. And so many people don't have that luxury. So it's not like she's at the very bottom. And at the same time, you know, I do empathize with her. I feel like if you're that miserable in a job, don't do it. But at the same time for me, and I learned this the hard way, if I'm miserable in a job... For me, it's not smart for me to quit my job until I have something lined up. Because I'm someone that likes to work all the time. I like to feel productive. So even if it's something that I'm not super happy with, 
I think of it in a very practical way, in a strategic way, and I think I'm not going to quit something unless I have something for sure lined up right after, or else why? What am I going to do when I'm out of work? Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. But you make a great point. She's 23, so Mm -hmm. if everything fails, get another job at 24. Hello, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, the stakes aren't so huge, really. Exactly. I I just hope that this second time around, because technically this is the second time around that she's committing to doing this full time Uh, because before she got this last job, she was doing it full time. Mm -hmm. So I hope with that being said that she's smart about her business decisions. You know, we've seen how hard-headed she is, and I agree. This show, and and on our live chat, someone just posted, uh, this show is so bipolar, I'm on mixed feelings with with Sophia. You're absolutely right. This show is a little bipolar. You know, it's a little ADD, and it's a little of all these other things that people have said about Sophia because if you think about it that's what Sophia's life is it's very bipolar her mind is just all over the place because she's 23 and she's trying to figure it out so ladies let's go ahead and uh get into some predictions shall we all right (laughs) what do you think well I really really after buzz predictions oh nice uh, we got some new prediction uh, sounds. Um, well, so I really hope that she takes the time and she does some research on when it, what it takes to run a successful online business. Yes. That she uh, she learns some marketing strategies. Because with that dress that she could not sell, that she started off at $30 and she mm-hmm. dropped it all the way down to $5, yes. I was hoping that she would have took a second to see how is the best way to market this dress mm-hmm. rather than just playing with the prices? I feel like she could have did that a little uh, better. She could have done research on who the audience was. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. she needs to post uh, the link to uh, to where she's selling it in, right. in a group. That but You can still put a little bit of money into exactly. advertising and then lower to the price that at particular least. group that is exactly so i would love mm-hmm. to see her uh work a little harder and uh just develop some some real business strategies because mm-hmm. right. right now i haven't seen any yeah and i think a lot of that you know it's almost like parenting with parenting you can read every single book there is mm-hmm. and that's definitely helpful but you're not going to know what it's like until you have the kid and you're there with the kid. It's and the same thing with it. the business. Exactly. I mean, you can read any book. You can talk to any entrepreneur. And that will definitely help you. But it's not the same as trial and error. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times when you have kids, it's always the second kid that's a little luckier. <laughs> gets better attention. <laughs> like, you, you make all your mistakes yes. with the first kid. Yeah. And then the second kid lucks out. Um, but, yeah, that's just how I feel. And I feel like the next episodes are going to show us more insight into her business. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be some more ups and downs again because there's no way that if you're starting out a business, it's just going to keep going up, 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 up without any sort of decline. That's not how life is. Life is always like, you know, maybe you go up, then you go down again, then plateau for a little bit, up, down. You're never constantly just going up all the time. That's how you learn from your mistakes. That's how you learn is when you fall flat on your face and you screw up and it's like, okay, well, how do I pick my my face off the ground? Right. That actually is life. That is life. That's life. That's that's the gig we're all on, folks. Right. Uh, And and sometimes I wish, I'm like, I, sometimes I'm like, it would be so nice to never have a negative feeling in the world. But at the same time, if you never had those negative feelings, if you never had disappointment, you would never fully get to enjoy never happiness joy. or joy. Right. Like, you'd yeah. still be happy. 
Yes. But you wouldn't know, like, relative to what, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, I'm happy, but I don't know the depths of happiness. I don't know the depths of despair. It's important to be able to have that range of emotion right. to feel things so deeply. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think what we're going to see is, and I'm interested in the business for sure, but I think we're going to see these relationships fall apart, including probably Annie, because she doesn't really appreciate Annie to the full extent that she mm-hmm. has this incredible friendship. Right. Really her foundation because she doesn't have her parents. Right. I mean, I mean, if she were living on the street, I guess she could go to her father. She but pushes people away, essentially. She really pushes people Especially away. Shane. And Shane as well. And I understand why she does it and I understand her priorities, but I do think that this is going to come to bite her. So as much as she's going to have to learn the business, I think she's going to have to learn what it means to be in a relationship because it's give and take. It's it's about two people, not mm-hmm. just one. Mm-hmm. And on a real life note, Sophia Amorosa herself recently got married, I think. So, uh, yes, in her, she's 34 now, 33 now. And I think she got <laughs> married a couple years ago, maybe 31, 32. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but I mean, I think for type A people, it's tricky to be married. It's tricky to have relationships. It's tricky to think about other people before yourself. And so... There's probably another book in that for her. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> yes, and yes to love. Yes to love. Yes, it's to so love. important to have balance in in your life. Like it's so important. Life can't just always be about work, 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 work. But right. one thing I will say is that um, we truly are starting to understand that it takes ten years to be an overnight success. And so many words. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. That's one thing that we see. And that's one thing that you're going to see um, as we share and we reveal about ourselves as well. Because with this after show, we want to not only cover this story, but to let girl bosses all over yeah. the world know that, hey, Sophie is just like you. We're just like you. And we're all living the dream and we're doing whatever it takes to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies, is there anything that you guys want to leave our uh, amazing girl bosses with? I'll just say one thing because you just hit on it and I think like okay that that's really smart and, and everybody probably already knows this but there's no way around the work so like if there's you know some people think like oh you know I've got this great idea and I'm going to start a business I'm going to skyrocket to the top there's really no way around the work and so I feel Sophia because I've started several businesses myself and you know you don't get to reap the rewards until at least my experience has been until about year four mm-hmm. all the work you did in year one comes to life around year four so you've got to just even you keep the faith you know even when you can't see the results you got to keep plugging away and there's no way around the work mm-hmm. for me i would say that if you feel stuck in life in general and you're unhappy mm. um a lot of the times it's because there's so many different parts of your life you're unhappy with it's not necessarily one spot And instead of trying to focus on everything at once, just choose one facet of your life. If you're unhappy with your weight, focus on fitness. And once you focus on that one thing and you excel in that one thing, there's going to be a ripple effect. It's going to affect all the other facets of your life so positively because you focused on that one thing. And I think that's super important is not getting so overwhelmed by everything, uh, by lumping it together and just divide things into manageable chunks. Yes. Ladies, I love it. Ladies. And and what I want to leave you with is that to all of those people out there, you're not alone. Um, Don't forget where your power comes from. You know, and, and lean on another amazing woman for strength because sometimes you may not be able to get through it by yourself. You need to pull on somebody else to help you up and to get you there. So, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. My name is Candy Marie. I'm the host of this amazing panel. And you can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Kendora TV. And, hey, guys, my name is Mina Wahab. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic. 
My name is Elizabeth Alfano, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DinnerPartyCHGO, and check out all my celeb interviews at TheDinnerParty.tv. Ah! Bye, girl bosses! Yeah, guys, thank you so Bye. much. Tune in to us Bye, next week. Same day, same time. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 